I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is our initial impressions of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. To kick things off, we should say big thank you to Ubisoft Australia for providing us the code for review purposes. Max, tell the players what this game is about. So at its core, this game is an Assassin's Creed game where you play the role of Ivor and you are on a quest to redeem your family's honor. Now, we're not going to go too much further into that because we do not want to spoil this game for anyone. Obviously, the, the, the stories, the big driving factor through the game, and we ourselves, we've honestly, we've not seen it through. This is a big, big title. It's going to take a lot mm. of time, and although we've had the uh, the code for a couple of days, we are in no way near, near the end. It's not happening. So these no, are- Not at all. Not even a little bit. So these are our first impressions. We've, I've spent about six, seven hours in it. Where are you at? I'm close to eight, eight and a half. There we go. So, like, so this is this is what you'll expect in the first little bit, and uh, as we progress further throughout the game, we will continue to update it through our our show, which is you know for the players, the mm. pop culture is PlayStation podcast. Uh, so yeah, as we progress further and we start playing it on PS5, we'll jump in on there. But either way, so the story. How are you finding the story so far? Without details, of course. It really throws you into it straight away. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 you you land like running, <laughs> which is good in an Assassin's Creed game. It's it's good to start strong with your story to to want to. It makes you want to push forwards more. So I yeah no, it's been fantastic. It starts it starts very strong and it keeps you go. It keeps you wanting more from that story. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So the, the, the opening of the game is a bit of a set piece. So it kind of showcases a bunch of characters. And you need to sort of know a little bit about what's happening in the world around you as you progress. So what I love, yeah, it kicks right off the bat. It, it gives you such a sense and feel of, of where they're going here with the Valhalla, yeah. with the Norse, with the whole Viking imagery. Like it slathers that on you straight away and you kind of just like get instantly pulled into it, which I love. And they also set up a, a nice couple of plot points to really get things in motion. So, uh, you know, with one of the big questions that comes out of uh, of this, because we're not going to talk too much of the story, but, you know, it, it, it does drive it forward. And one of the big, the way the story is told here is through your character and the gender at which you pick now previously as we look if we look at uh, assassin's creed odyssey where you had uh, alexios and uh, cassandra yes yeah. uh where you could pick one or the other here they've made a different choice you can still pick either male ivor or hevor as i've heard it called or the lady ivor or shivor or you can have uh where the game decides which gender it should be depending on pivotal moments in the story uh which one did you pick max uh, so I must admit, initially I was planning on picking the, I think it's referred to as let the animus decide, and yeah. it chooses the stronger DNA bond. Yeah, uh, mix is probably not the best word to use, Ryan. I... Tr- <laughs> uh, but I chose to play as the female version of Ivor. Uh, coming off the heels of playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I found Cassandra's story to be more compelling than what Alexios was. I found her to be a more compelling character than what Alexios was. And although from what i've seen uh the ivors because you play as the same person i would imagine the story is very similar in either way but 
I have picked the female character to play as. Yes, yeah, so I went the I let the animus decide because I thought in the be- in the nature of reviewing this title, I would like to see how it handles that sort of for lack of a better word what, transition what the, like how it decides what's what's more female driven and what's hmm. more male driven in that you know binary sense um so yeah as of right now like the start of the game you play as as the female and that's it like it, it has oh really yeah like i'm still like for eight hours in i'm still um the female version like up until now they've not change the story um that's that's kind of rad knowing that knowing some of the story set pace set pieces that take place early in the game yeah. the fact that i let you lead with the with, with the female version of Ivor, i think is fantastic yeah and it's pretty mad like you can tell that it is something they just sort of interchange throughout because there there is like they kind of just play the the pronoun game where it's a lot of they's and a lot of them's and they never really say he or she when referring to uh, when they refer to uh, Ivar, which is a great way, if you, that way you can pick and choose yep. whichever whichever you you know re- you relate to or how you want to play your character, and like that's really cool. And uh, yeah, so like as of right now, it's not really um, yeah hitting any sort of. It's just kind of sitting everywhere, and I quite like it that way personally. Um, so we moving from that. Which is with the, the whole setting of the characters with being Vikings and that whole Norse uh, sort of feel. How are you finding the setting of the game? Because one thing that separates Assassin's Creed from each other is obviously the setting. It's like, it's Assassin's Creed, but it's Egypt. It's Assassin's Creed, but it's the American civil, you know, civil yeah. uh, revolution of the fuck. You know, and it, it's Greek. And like this time it's now Viking. How are you finding the Vikingness? I kind of like it. So, because because we're playing, uh, they refer they refer to it in game early on that you're in Norway. Makes sense. It is very vast, open, and mountainous. There yeah. is snow everywhere. So, coming off the heels of again playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey not too long ago, where you have those massively tall buildings, those pantheons that you big climb statues up and, and shit. Yeah, yeah. There's so much verticality in the in the cityscapes there to moving towards uh, here in Valhalla where they're very much more, I don't want to use the word primitive, but they're more villages than towns. Mm. So there's not as much to climb on. There's not too much to, there's no height to a lot of their buildings. It's very, it's, it's open. Yeah. There's lots of, there's lots of open space. And I think that it, it's been, fantastic to to just get on your horse and explore the area because it's such there are such beautiful vistas that you can look at especially going back to the you know the assassin's creed staple of those synchronization points oh you get up there you hit your you hit your synchronized button that 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 music swells up as the camera pans around and you just see snow across these beautiful vistas mm. and mountain ranges and it's it's oh it's fantastic it looks incredible yeah. i think the setting is perfect for what they're what they're doing i agree i it's interesting so i really Just like a little bit <laughs> i like egyptian and i like greek especially their mythologies mm. i love their mythologies um sorry roman mythology for um odyssey uh however for some reason it didn't really land like playing assassin's creed origins and odyssey nothing really ticked for me like just something about it didn't bring me in which was really weird because like i said i love egyptian shit and it not in no way did i get that connection but here however i am hook line and sinker 
mm-hmm. as in, I don't know whether it's just the imagery of, you know, you know, when I'm walking around their little towns and like, it's, it's that, you know, it's those wooden archways with like the, like the ropes, like, you know, like the, the etched rope designs in, in it, yeah. uh, you know, the ornate designs or whether it's how they dress, you know, with the cool furs and the big axes everywhere. And, and then you can go and get tattoos and they make them look fucking awesome. You know, it's all these little details within the world that I think kind of sell it for me. And I guess it could be, you know, my current game of the generation or one of my favorite games of all time at this, at this point is 2018's God of War, which is, you know, set within Norse mythology. And like that grew something in me, a little fascination for that that, uh, that kind of mythology. And I think that maybe is what's happening here. It's I'm just, I'm sort of replacing what God of War, what, I've, what I'm mi- missing from God of War since having finished it, I'm now putting that here into Valhalla because uh, yeah it's just all it's all the little details it's just like you know uh, the boats the boats are mad having your own little viking longship where you go and cause a bunch of chaos have ravens everywhere you know references to odin and thor and freya and all the mm. you know all that sort of stuff also with the whole like you know raiding towns and stuff like that it's it's a really cool feeling and it just looks good to add to what you said though like the game is visually stunning like so we're playing on ps4 i'm playing on a ps4 pro you're playing on a regular i'm, sta- PS4, I'm yeah? standing on a pl- i'm playing on a standard ps4 and it still looks absolutely yeah incredible. and so like i'm having moments where i'm looking at this i'm like damn especially when you're those synchronization <laughs> points and you're looking at the the landscape when you're looking at it from a from a distance it looks stunning um like yeah. how the hills move whatever and then even on the even on the details as well uh you know you can see all the facial features and just how, how the, all the characters look is immaculate like if, if you want if you go check out this youtube channel that you're on right now there are i have posted a stream that i did a couple of days ago uh it's about two and a half hours of straight gameplay uh no story stuff it's just purely mechanical and just things you can sort of you know enjoy the world as i go and pick up little trinkets and treasures and shit around the world it's a great way to sort of showcase the title um so go check that out Uh, yeah all the little details are lovely the water looks fantastic uh it's just these all these little things that make it how you move within the snow is great you know leaves those trenches behind you leave individual footprints all these minute details that are brilliant if the the slope's too steep you you slip and slide through the snow slide down the side of the mountain yeah they did fantastic job now that does come with its own hurdles of course now when i think of odyssey or when i think of origins even uh because it's a relatively flat world like there are hills and dips and whatnot but like there you felt like there was always something as you're heading down the road there's always a town just over there there's always something a little bit over there where here everything feels quite isolated at least in this initial first like 10 you know uh, six seven hours or whatever like it feels like here you are hills then the next step then there's like another town and then then more hills now yeah, you're, the, you're very much boating from place to place yeah now it does expand like you do leave this area uh, at some point that's story stuff and i imagine that's going to open up more and we're going to go see a, a, a larger range of locations but as of right now like this initial impressions of this first area you'd be like man like okay because like you know when you start seeing the map and the map isn't very full in terms of collectibles and things you can pick up you're like oh that's only 200 meters away that's not that far at all little did you realize you have to hike a mountain to get there and you're constantly dodging and climbing and and whatever like it's 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 like a hike but you know, it, it feels like a lot emptier. Like you're not finding like random enemies. Like you're finding wolves and stuff and, and other various little animals here and there or maybe the occasional person. But a lot of it's very alone as you sort mm. of 
traverse across the mountainside. Um, do you agree with what with with that? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I mean, they've still got the additions that they added into uh, Origins and Odyssey, where you know you can call your horse at any time, you can call your ship at any time. So if you're out in the middle of nowhere, you can just you know dial a horse, so to speak. Uh, it still it still follows the same path of um, you can you can set it to automatically follow roads for you. And if you place a waymark, you can automatically go to the waymark, assuming that there is a path for whichever vehicle of choice, horse or boat, can actually reach that place. Um, if it can't, it'll tell you, "Hey, there's no, there's no, there's no valid road to travel. You're gonna have to do this yourself." So, for those of you who want to kind of just look around and have the horse ride you places, you can still definitely do that. Uh, personally, I just spent half an hour climbing up the side of a mountain to Same. get a synchronization point only to realize that it was on the next mountain over. So I had to climb back down and then back up the other side. That was fun. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> I think it may have been the same point. But it, yeah, there, there is some vast open spaces. But yeah, you definitely still have those options of, you know, traveling by horse, traveling by boat. You can call them whenever you need to. Uh, and then obviously once you've get, got those synchronization points, it does have the fast travel system. Yeah, and, and the fast the, travel... And the, it's, the loading times on that fast travel system is pretty decent as well. I was just about to say time. the exact same thing. The fast travel is nice and quick. Like I, I have not had any major issues in terms of load times. Now, granted, once the next generation comes in, it should be even even better again. Mm. But right now, like it's pretty tight. It's pretty fast. Boot up's not too bad. Like I, I'm. So we'll, let's dive into some technical stuff here. So like, how how is it playing for you? Like I said, like load times are great. It's looking great. But how is it for you? Yeah. It, it feels great. Uh, it, you know, the controls are really responsive. The load times are fantastic. Even on a, I'm, I'm playing on a standard PlayStation 4. The graphically, it still looks absolutely wonderful. I've had a few, I had this really weird texture pop at one point early on, but it was literally just on a ceramic pot that two NPCs were passing to each other. And it's all, it's all hexagony? Yeah. Uh, the, was, yeah, it's the, the same thing. Okay. But the two, the two NPCs were perfectly rendered, but this pot was kind of just like, yeah, it was like it the, it's super, like they're it holding a, super, it's like they're passing a twenty side like a twenty sided dice looking bong, and they just post, <laughs> and then and then as they pass it, it changes hands and then becomes perfectly round. It was yeah, really weird. It was it was strange, but that's the only issue I've run into. I haven't had any any. It's uh, essentially any just issues. like the door in Final Fantasy VII remake. Like everyone's like, why is yeah. that door so low rendered? And I imagine everyone's probably going to have a very similar response here. Mm. Uh, in terms of my PlayStation, you know running loud it's it's not it mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be struggling to to keep up with what assassin's creed is throwing at it um what about you are you having any technical issues no my technical issues are pretty good i've not had any you know specific problems or specific issues which i'm really happy with and i was sort of worried that you know once they sort of bring in these big open world uh games that you're gonna have these little little problems but thankfully not it's been really quite nice for me. Uh, a couple of times, there was like a, a woman that I spoke with that uh, she sort of like phased in and out of a table. Oh, yeah. Like I spoke to her and I was like, hey. And she was like, hey. And then went into a table and then we started com- conversing. And then she went, oh, yeah. And then just popped out of said table. Oh, actually, yeah, I did have one one issue with a... Um, I'm playing with subtitles on. Mm-hmm. I had one one part where the audio for a conversation froze but the subtitles kept going yeah and then it, and then two voice dialogues were running at the same time because it the other one kicked in where it was supposed to but the other one hadn't finished yet yep um but apart from that i think it lasted like two seconds uh, i put it down to being a weird 
weird bug. I don't think that, you know. Yeah, so I'm just having, so a, look that, at the re- was- I'm just having a look at the review guide here as well. They did mention that there are some plans for uh, day one updates, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, they will be available for, for those once you pick up the title. They're available now for us. Like, like the, Although it was day one, it's a couple of days ahead. Uh, and it's gonna it's mostly about sort of like, you know, fine-tuned balancing, stability improvements, and some bu- various bug fixes. Yeah. And like, so it's very lucky that the issues we mentioned here about like uh, lip sync not quite landing or voice kind of sitting weirdly. Yeah. Because there were moments where Ivor like, is talking, but her mouth isn't like the, the face is still like there's a lot of eye movements and stuff but the face is still or yeah. you know a little bit of audio issues where it just where the game where she stops talking but the game keeps going and then her voice kind of catches up a couple seconds later yeah um so these, these are just minor fixes and, and they will be they're not like game breaking or anything now yeah as of right now i've not had any game breaking bugs um yeah in terms of how it feels combat which is a big one here is is fine it's taking a little while to get used to the uh controls not because the controls are bad, but because I've been playing a bunch of other games that use a different control scheme. So having to uh, r- remind myself that, like, what up? You know, that's square. You know, square is dodge, not circle. You know, like, well, so I've run into the same issue ha- having played, been playing uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Square is attack. In this, square is dodge, and you use the you use the triggers to attack. Um, so I keep so going to attack, but I'm just dodging things. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. exactly right. But the the combat is tight in this game. Now it's been this combat is is very similar to that of Odyssey and Origins, where they've added the uh you know you you have R one for your heavy attack and R two uh, sorry R one for your light attack R two for your heavy attack. Uh, it's very much driven like that. Uh, you can with L one being a shield or your, your yeah, left so arm. L one is parry uh, yep. or shield if you've got the shield. So in this game, you get the choice of um, two handed weapons, sword and shield, or like one handed weapon and shield, or dual wielding uh, axes or hammers or whatever dual wield weaponry you have on hand. Two single hand moment, weapons. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, I personally am rocking a flail and a. <laughs> and a war, war axe, and it's fantastic. I'm, I'm very much enjoying the two-handed combat. I didn't realize until you pointed it out, they're like, you know you can have two weapons, right? I'm like, <gasps> so I had like a shield because that's what I got at the start of the game. I didn't, and I, you know, I found a new axe and I upgraded the axe. I'm like, well, I can, don't really need this old one anymore. You're like, you know, you can use that. So now I'm like, oh, well, I never, sh-. because I'm an idiot, I never used a shield, mm. I just dodge. So I'm like, well, I might as well have two weapons and dodge. And now I'm just like decapitating people left and right and it's having an absolute blast. Yeah. Uh, and also making a return are the uh, uh, special abilities, for lack of a better term. I mm-hmm. can't, I can't, I can't, I can't They're remember. They're just called abilities. They're called abilities in this, yeah. Where you find, you find uh, training manuals essentially out in the world. They're, they're discoverable uh, objects and they will teach you a skill. And you can set those to uh, your L2 and R2, depending on if they are ranged abilities or melee abilities. And then connecting them with a front-facing button, yeah. Yep, and then you connect them with a the front-facing button, and each each one does something different. So they're a handy use. Uh, again, they're similar to the use in Odyssey, where you have to fill a special meter by uh, participating in combat. And once that bar's full, you can execute one of those abilities. Yeah, so right now I have one where I just throw a bunch of small axes, or I have a sleeping arrow... So it's like, hi, yeah. psh, you're dead. You're, you're asleep. Psh, yep. And then you poke them and then they get back up. Oh, oh no, stab. <laughs> I, I just recently got one where I charge at the enemy and uh, basically tackle him to the ground and then continuously punch him in the face until they die. Nice. That's fun. That's a good one. <laughs> that, that is a good one. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to think. Yeah, so it, it, it plays very similar. Combat's cool. World exploration is great. Um, 
even though I, I'm not a big fan of the game personally, not, not this game, I love this game, but I mean in terms of, of the, the game I'm about to reference, which is uh, Breath of the Wild, um, I do get a lot of Breath of, Wild, Breath of the Wild feels as I'm like, oh, I'm going to climb that mountain, and then I just totally can. Like, and with, you can except, get all the way to the top. Except without that bullshit stamina, stamina yeah. <laughs> uh, or it's going to rain, I'm going to slip, or I'm going to hit with lightning. <laughs> um, one, that I, one thing that I would like to mention, and that I definitely want to applaud Ubi on, are there accessibility options at the yes, start of this game? Yes. So, uh, in the recent months with uh, games being released this year, especially, uh, developers have really stepped up their accessibility options in their games. And I'd really like to applaud them all for doing that. Obviously, uh, another big one this year was Last of Us. I would argue that this game has just as much, if not more, accessibility options than what, what Naughty Dog put into their title. Uh, you spend. I spent about five minutes before the game even started, and it goes through, you know, colorblind uh, options. It goes through control options, text speed, text size, color, difficulty. It's got diffi- diffi- uh, different difficulty settings for its stealth-based mechanics, its combat mechanics, its its exploration me- mechanics. Uh, so similar to that of uh, Odyssey, you can you can have a full map. It tells you exactly where to go, or you can do the it gives you it gives you hints and then you use your raven in this game to find the location you scout it out and then once you you get into the general area it'll be like oh this is this is where it is or or you can have no waymarks whatsoever and you've just got to fully explore where you're going um, I think it's absolutely fantastic that developers are doing this now. It is really great, and having it at the front of the front when you start up a new game is brilliant. Like for us, we're like, "Well, this seems like a lot of menu," but it's not for us, and that's the yeah. big thing. So, because like I myself, I always went, "Yes, yes, 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 yes." Like medium, 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 uh, subtitles, <laughs> text, medium, uh, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't, I didn't really think too much about it, but like. For those that need these options, without having to like go into the game and then dig around, it's like, hi, welcome to the game. Do you need these? Yes, beautiful. Mm. Come, let's have a look. Or like, hi, do you need these? No? Cool, just go this way and you don't see any of this. And that's yeah, cool. Them, that's how accessibility options should work. It's not a situation of you have to fight to find them. It gives you the option at the front. It's, it is essentially, should just be like the pill in the, the Matrix. You want this one or that one? Like, I want that one. Like, all right, cool, go over there. You don't worry about this. Like, oh, do you want it? Cool, here you go. You've got all these options. You can, you can create the game that you want, that you can experience it the way that you need so you can enjoy this title. It's uh yeah, it's actually really really well done in terms of how it yeah, does it's, that. It's fantastic. Um, overall, you know, I know what we said here has been sort of intentionally vague without getting too deep into specifics for a couple of reasons. A, as you said, we're still very early on. We still got a little bit of time with it. You know, this game is going to be like what 50, 60 hours, so we're in theory <laughs> five ish percent through it, ten percent, twenty. But like we're like we're barely touching that motherfucker. So yeah. there's a bit of time between us and the end of this game. We were going to keep working on it. We didn't want to touch on story things because with the game coming out, presumably right now or in the coming day, depending on when the, when this goes up, uh, it's a situation of like, you don't want to know before you go in. Where's the fun in yeah. that? Um, Max, what are your sort of like your final thoughts on this uh, for, for your first impressions here? And do you recommend people go pick it up? So, yeah, definitely. So this, this game starts off very strong. It pulls you in. Uh, the game runs beautifully smooth on both, you know, yourself playing on PS4 Pro, me playing on a standard PlayStation 4. I think this is an 
easy recommended title for anyone who is is upgrading to a PS5 or a next-gen console, or, or even for those who aren't. I think uh, value for money-wise, this game will see you through. This is one of those long-form stories. It has RPG elements. It's massively like it's a it has a massive open world. It's going to keep you entertained for hours. Uh, and you know, a lot of us are spending a lot of money on those next-gen consoles. This is a very easy recommend because this this game will deliver lots of bang for your buck. It's uh, a fantastic game. One hundred percent. I'm in the same boat as you. I can't recommend this game more highly from my initial impressions, mostly because a it. I didn't know I was looking for this game. You know what I mean? It was one of those things. I mean, like we reached out and was like, hey, we'd love to give a review because you, you were interested more than more than mm. me. Yeah. Knowing that coming off Odyssey and Origins, I was like, they were fine. But the problem is that they came out at other times. Like when uh, Odyssey came out, I it was also the same year that uh, like Wolfenstein 2 came out as well as something else. I'm like, I want to play Wolfenstein so much more. So, like, maybe I didn't get connected to it because I'd already, like, looked somewhere else. Yeah. And Origins was the same. I think there was a, a bunch of other... I think it might have been Pokemon at the time or something around that, that time. I was like, I can't look at this because I know how deep and large and unnecessary that is in terms of... For me... It, it, it can be daunting. Like, yeah. like I said, I've only just started doing story stuff. I'm eight and a half hours in. I've got that collectible bug already. Yeah. I'm running around collecting all the pieces of gear the upgrade materials, the, the abilities that you can find, it is, it's going to be long. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same spot, but it's weird. Like right now, I didn't realize that that's what I was needing. That's what I was looking for. And mm. it was all wrapped in a, in, a, in a theme that I apparently really, really enjoy. Like if someone to ask me like, what do you think of Norse stuff? I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. But little did I re- like, little am I going to realize I really, really enjoy Norse stuff. Like, you know, God, I thought I liked God of War. I do like God of War. I love God of War. I love all God of War. But like the Norse stuff is what kind of got me, I think. And I th- mm. and apart from the incredibly written game, game of the generation story, um, where here I'm like, okay, the story right now, I've not touched enough of it. Like I don't, I, the, they've set everything up. I'm like, all right, cool. Where are we going with this? Where's it going? Where's your middle point? Where's your end goal here? So, like, right now, that story beat, it may not be what's pulling me through, but I think thematically, that's the driving factor here. That's what's yeah. propelling me forward. And it's all baked in a game that looks incredibly well made. It has these great little side things. I wouldn't even touch on the side things. Like, you can have, like, rap battles with people. It's called flighting. Uh, you can have, like, there's a, 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 a card, uh, sorry, a dice game. So, it's like their version of Gwent, you know? And then on top of that, you can have, like, a drinking game with some woman by the seaside. You know, yeah. there's all these little things. And they've and it's like you can chase paper around the roofs like you did in Assassin's Creed 3 for some reason. You know, and like there's all these little side things that you can do while you're out and about searching. So as I said, like the world seems kind of like vast and like empty, but hilly. But there's still enough things scattered throughout and they don't seem so reasonably far. You go, ah, oh, it's only 300 meters. That's not too bad. Little do you know it's a it's an it's a it's a, a, a trek to get there, but little do you know you get there in no time, and there's always something that little bit further away. So you're always mm. kind of wanting to move forward. And as you said, like we're we're coming on the on the cusp of a next generation here. People are going to spend seven you know six hundred seven hundred seven hundred fifty dollars on a on a next generation console. So for them, they gonna they are going to want a game because here in Australia, games are going to be retailing at one hundred and twenty bucks. So they're going to be needing a game that they can spend some time with that's going to be, you know, worth their money if you equate game time versus dollar value. So if, if you if you're paying 120 bucks for this game or whatever the cheapest place you can get it for, 
I think Amazon's got it for like 70 bucks right now. So probably go on that. Like you are going to get your money value here and it's going to look fantastic and it's going to run fantastic because like it's running really well on current generation. I can only imagine how well it's going to do on the next. Um, I, you know, right at, at this very moment in time, it's, it's a, it's a must buy if you're getting a next gen console here. Yeah. Like if, if in terms of third party releases that are available, because like right now we've like both you and I have been playing this as well as Watch Dogs Legion. This poos over Watch Dogs Legion for me in a unquestionably. Like I don't. I, yeah, I have to agree there. I'm I'm finding this game much more compelling than what their setting of Watch Dogs is. And I think that's because this is a more traditional RPG, and I I I, I that makes sense because it does feel you yeah. know it's role playing in terms of like an un unseen uh, sort of an unseen like an un. Uh, normal circumstance you don't normally play vikings where here it's like you're playing in london and you have a phone it's like well i do that now except i do it in jong you know it's not quite the same but yeah there, there is certainly like a, a a difference in here it's that that good traditional role-playing feel and uh i i enjoy it i'm enjoying it a lot a lot so if you want to hear what more we have to say about assassin's creed valhalla especially over the next coming week or so be sure to like like this video subscribe to the channel because we've got a bunch of stuff coming on as you can see from the logo below us this is uh this review was done from our uh, our podcast for the players the pop culture is playstation podcast it's our weekly playstation specific podcast we talk about the ins and outs of playstation the games that they have to offer as well as the industry as a whole both max and i have been in the you know in the games media for upwards of six years combined at this point so we're doing pretty well we, we kind of think we know what we're talking about so we'd love for you to come and join and get involved uh but yeah i'm ryan betson i'm max cooper and that was our initial impression slash initial review of assassin's creed valhalla